Welcome to the 83rd edition of Make Pro Wrestling Majestic Again. I am still sick, yet still Majestic Champion Tiger Height. And I am still not sick, and still not Majestic Champion Peanut Gallery. Yeah, so we have two pay-per-views, and then we have a little bit of context on what the show is going to look like in 2023. Yep. Because the next two shows are year-end awards. Yep. And then add the weekend after that is the first. Right. So it's not like... Things are moving along quite nicely. Exactly. Last pay-per-views of the year, though. Let's do this. Let's talk about Ring of Honor's final battle. And before we get into it, they are not going away, thank God. They will be bringing back the Honor Club subscription service for $9.99, and they will have the weekly television show there. I think it's great. I think it was a good decision. And it will give context to these, even though this was still a good show. It was. It wasn't that, it wasn't that bad, actually. I'm going to give it a full thumbs up. Yeah. It was almost a two if the main event was maybe just slightly better and the ending sucked. Yeah. But let's go into our first match, which was La Faction Ingo Bernable, which was Dralistico and Roosh taking on AR Fox and Blake Christian. Full thumbs up. Yeah. The ending, once again, was weird. Yeah, it was. It was, it was, it was a screw-up. There was, were a lot of weird endings on this show. I there think. were, but I think this one was accidental. Yeah. I don't think this one was on purpose. Everybody was confused, but even though of that confusion, yeah. this was still a good match. Yeah. Great back and forth, good showcase, and for Jarlistico's debut in the United States, yeah. it was a good debut for him, yeah. teaming with his brother. Right. I just really liked the pacing of it. I yeah. thought the crowd was super into it, and it was a good way to get the people involved because everything else really had a rivalry. This was just like, let's get the energy up sort right. of thing. Right, that's the curtain jerker match. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing necessarily wrong with a curtain jerker match. No. So that's all well and good there, but it was a 450 splash, and I think Drellisico was supposed to kick out, but the referee counted and had to stick with it because he obviously hit three. Yeah. So I think there was just a bit of confusion on when it was supposed to end. But yes, AR Fox and Blake Christian, one match. Yeah. Good. Full thumbs up for me. Yep. I thought it was good. Full thumbs up for and me. And then there well. was a post match from Roosh and Drillistico, really keeping them heels. Yeah. So I was very happy about that. Let's go to our first title match for the Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. We have Mercedes Martinez and Athena. Thumbs up. Yep. This was thumbs up. It wasn't a bad match. This was a lot better than I expected it to be. Yeah. I thought because Mercedes was out for a while, they really only had like a week of preparation for this, yeah. despite them announcing it a couple of weeks ago. And what I like too is that the announcers they went into a lot of detail into explaining the history, so it's kind yep. of keeping that alive while not having a weekly show. And at that the was same time. right, and that was the one thing that the announcers did great was really giving giving everybody context of why. Right, and I think with the history of these two in the past, but also. They explained it very well on how this match came to be, yep. and they fought like they hated each other. Yeah. I thought it was a good scrap between two tough-ass women, and it was just a really fun match. I enjoyed it. Um, Athena, obviously being from Texas, got a big babyface reaction despite her being a heel, right. but it was the O-face for Athena to win. Perfect. Yep. Great spot for her. She is a very good wrestler, and I think if they're going to do a weekly television Having somebody with that experience at the helm like Athena is going to be a great way to get people to not only watch, but rebuild the women's division right. in Ring of Honor because yeah. they lost a lot of people. They did. 
So getting them back into it and this being very positive. Yep. Either way, you wouldn't have been able to go wrong with this. Either Mercedes Martinez, very experienced herself, going in as champion to the weekly television, or Athena, either way, right. you were going to win. Let's go into, uh, I would say it was a good match, but I did not like that they brought back Swerve in our glory after yeah. they already broke up. It, so the storyline coming into this, again, it was explained well. Yep. Um, especially with Keith Lee and uh, Shane Taylor. Um, but yeah, it's kind of weird that they brought in uh, Swerve Strickland. Yeah, they brought in Swerve again. It's like Keith, is... Keith Lee walked out on Swerve. Right. Why would Keith Lee accept Swerve as his tag team partner? Right. Where is the context in that? It almost made Keith Lee look like an idiot. Right. Like, why would you trust this guy? So they were having a good match. There were great moments in this match with, you know, Keith Lee catching Shane Taylor. Crowd went nuts. Yeah. Uh, I thought J.D. Griffey. Griffey? Yeah, Griffey. Mm -hmm. He really shined, too. I thought he did a really good job. Everybody did a really good job. Um, where they were supposed to be. I liked Swerve being the I'm there, but I'm not kind of there sort of guy. Uh, Keith Lee and Shane Taylor really played to the crowd well. Yep. It just was constructed really, really well. It was. But again, the ending was kind of weird. Why they, did Keith Lee win? He this right. is this is where he should have lost. Right. That's how you make that majestic again. It would have made more sense. Yep. And then you finish this program. You put over a two new tag team, and then you can start that rivalry. Right, exactly. But they didn't do that. They had Keith Lee hit Big Bang Catastrophe for Swerve in Our Glory to win, despite it being a two-on-one handicap match. Right, pretty much, yeah. Very strange, but it doesn't take away from everything else. No. More positives than negatives, I'm giving it a full thumbs I'm up. I'm giving it a thumbs up as well. Good show so far. Yeah. So let's talk about the six-man tag, and once this again— This was kind of weird. Um, this— the, they, uh, one of the counts was kind of like really long. It was two, and then they weren't quite right. They they weren't quite at the spot that they needed to be. So it was an extremely long count between two and three. Right. So it was Dalton Castle and the boys taking on the Embassy for the Ring of Honor World Six Man Tag Team Champions. Um, thank God they got the belts off of Don Castle and the boys. Yeah. It just was... It was kind of weird. Right. And also, the embassy has been more consistently on television right. for this. So, them having champions just featured sense. like this is a great idea. So, very good. I thought the pacing was kind of all over the place. It but was. Being a little nitpicky there, uh, the boys did shine in this. I will give them that. Like They looked like superheroes, right. which was good. But at the end of the day, it was a... I think that was pretty much one of the cooler powerbomb things that I've seen. It was right. like a like a uh, seesaw lift up and then powerbomb into a sit-out powerbomb for the embassy to win. Once again, I'm going to give this one an Orange Cassidy yeah, orange thumbs Cassidy up. Orange Cassidy thumbs up from me. So our next match, Daniel Garcia taking on Wheeler Yuta for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship in Pure Rules. Uh, once again, people need to stop equating this with The Rock and Stone Cold. I, I, was, I was about to say that. Not <laughs> even remotely close. Not even remotely close. It's like, okay, they're good young talent. Yes, but why? Right. Why are you comparing those? That's literally apples 
to a candy bar. Right. So there's just no reason for it. I mean, they had a good match. I liked it. I'll give it an Orange Cassidy thumbs up. Yep. And Wheeler Yuta won with elbows for ref stoppage. That's really about it. Uh. I just don't know what else to say. I mean, right. it was pure rules. They constructed it around the rules of the pure rules match, which, right. you know, was fine. They have a good flow with it. But other than that, I hope it's done. Yeah. I hope this whole Jericho Appreciation Society and Blackpool Combat Club thing is done. Right. I hope so, too. Speak of the devil. Wait. No, it's not. Not yet. Why? I don't know why that's there. Well, just let's just go roll with it. Sure. Let's just roll with it. We have uh, Claudio Castagnoli and Chris Jericho for the Ring of Honor World Champion. This was a good match, but... The ending was kind of weird. The ending was super weird. So Claudio had Jericho in the giant swing, yeah. and all of a sudden, tap out. Because like, it's not a submission, really. Right. And why, why didn't you go into something else for it? Do the sharpshooter like you always do with it. It just didn't make any right. sense to me. It was just kind of weird. It was very strange overall. Uh, I'll still give it a full thumbs up because yeah. I thought that the story going into it was pretty yep. good. But other than that, it was just kind of there. It's part of the wider storyline between uh, between um, uh, Jericho Appreciation Society and uh, uh, BCC. Right. Well, it looks like I don't have the other two pictures, so we're just going to talk about them, but I'll just do something to where... I can go back and when I do the edits, I'll see where it is. So the next match will be Samoa Joe, Juice Robinson for the Ring of Honor World Television Champion. The match was okay. The match was okay. Juice Robinson signing with AEW, I still believe it was a mistake. And not because Juice Robinson doesn't deserve it, but I think he was being pushed more in Japan. I think he should have stayed well, in Japan. And I, I think that he wants to kind of move on um, from Japan, which I, makes sense. I get it, but at the same time, it's just like... Right. Where are you going to go from here? You actually had a new gimmick, something fresh and exciting with the Bullet Club and being rock hard and all of that, but now you're doing the same gimmick here? Are you, is he still with Bullet Club? Is he still going to do dates? I mean, it's right. theoretically possible, but... It was just kind of a weird choice. I understand. Lives in the United States. Wife works for the company already. Right. Might as well. Right. But still, uh, it was a muscle buster for Samoa Joe to win. Yep. I'm going to give it an Orange Cassidy thumbs up, and that's being nice. Yeah. Yeah, same I also way. I also do like the king of television thing that Samoa Joe is doing. I dig it. Yeah, 100%. I do too. It kind of gives a fresh face to the character. Right. And the main event, or not the, not even the main event. It should have been the main event. The tag team match. It was FTR. Double, double dog collar match for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. We have the Briscoes taking on FTR. I thought their two out of three falls match was better. Yeah, I I'll be honest so with you. Um, it was, you know, the bloody war, yeah. and it just it, it, fucking it's, everywhere. It's It was about what you expected from right. from a dog collar match. Nothing, nothing about it was anything different. Right. And it's like, okay, they had the third match, but the issue was that FTR won both of the first two matches. Right. This ain't a rubber match. There's no trilogy here. Right. They should have ended it, but they had to get the titles off of FTR because FTR looks like they're going to be going back to the E. Right. Supposedly. Because well, because you know FTR have the IWGP Tag Team Champions right. and they have the title defense at Wrestle Kingdom. Yep. And then also there is a Triple A show on the 28th of this month right. where they are defending the 
Triple uh, World Tag Team Champions against Los Hermanos Lee. Yes. So it's I think it's almost a foregone conclusion on what they're doing yeah. here. Uh, the cryptic tweets and all of that were one thing. Let's see where it does. I'm not gonna make that speculation and be like, uh, you know, hands down on it. Yeah. But it was there. Anyways, yeah. Again, the show overall, um, nothing offensive, nothing bad, but nothing that just stood out to me as like the greatest match of all time. No, there wasn't really anything here that gave me the impression of what a great pay per view. Right. It was a good pay per view. It was. But it was. It's going to be absolutely forgettable tomorrow. Yeah, I like, think I think what stood out to me the most again was just the commentary. Right. Excellent commentary. But that's just, always a, that, that was always a great thing with uh, Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman have a great chemistry. They really, uh, they really bump up the promotion and the wrestlers yeah. in there, and very clear and concise. Right. So it all works out really well for everybody. I I did enjoy watching it, but I think watching Deadline live was the right call. Oh yeah, absolutely. But overall, so let us know what you thought of Final Battle in the comments down below. Um, depending on where you're listening or watching this on, when we come back. We're going to talk about the new stuff, or are we going to go into Deadline? Oh, we're going to talk about the new stuff, and okay. then we'll go into Deadline. Okay, so stay tuned for that. So we are back, and let's talk about where Make Pro Wrestling Majestic Again is going in the future. Yeah. Peanut Gallery and I discussed this quite a bit on uh, where it's going, yep. and I think we're going to reformat some things. Yep. Uh, Peanut Gallery, why don't you start out okay. with your own segment on what you're going to be doing at least for the foreseeable future? Right. So, um, the 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 segment is still going to be called Heckling from the Hard Camera because I think it's an appropriate thing that to say. But um, I'm going to do a little bit. I'm going to do things a little bit differently. Um, we're we're going to drop a lot of the cultural stuff, and then we are going to move on to more current events. So I'm going to be covering stuff that happens outside of the ring primarily. So um, like major breaking news stories, just giving my thoughts on what's going on in, in, the, uh, in the wrestling community that is outside of the actual ring. And it's, it's something that I'm always interested in. It's something that I've always wanted to kind of expand upon, uh, you know, turn it into YouTube shorts or TikTok or, you know, moving it into another segment on the channel, depending on how big it gets. Um, so that's kind of what I'm experimenting with next year is just focusing more on current events instead of doing a more generalized uh, show. Right. 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 Um, and for me, uh, with Wrestling Lesson, it's getting more and more difficult to find topics that I have not yet covered as it relates to that, because I kind of like to keep them, uh, I kind of like to keep them with the theme of the show that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I think that I've kind of covered enough to where you see that. And there's so much more history to really take and cover, but I think other channels probably do it better than I do. So I think I can take that knowledge and apply it in a much more constructive way. And for now, uh, wrestling lesson with Tiger Height is no longer going to be a regular thing on the show. Uh, we'll most likely revisit it when it comes to uh, topics outside of pay-per-views right, and right, right. stuff like, like, like that. Like on on shows on weekends where there aren't any events happening. Yes, yes, absolutely. So that will not be a thing, and 
that's just of course they have a text now uh that's just kind of where that's going to be. Now, what's going to be replacing it is going to be more so of uh, a soapbox. And I think that because Tiger Height is, as a character, is going to be more of a confrontational, very outspoken sort of thing. Because that's a whole theme of the show. I mean, it's, it's a parody of already something that kind of hits you in the face. I'm going to crank it up. Uh, this is not talking as Tiger Height. This is talking as me. Because I think this is kind of where we are. And with Tiger Heights Soapbox, what I am going to construct is taking what I watch within the ring itself and really breaking that down and making each week more majestic or just basically ranting. Uh, it's something that I already do on TikTok, which you can follow me there. Um, I upload, I re-upload it to YouTube. So if you're here, you get them anyway. But I think I'm going to make longer form versions of like just an overall consensus on not only this, but maybe the IWC because that's becoming increasingly active and just overall sentiments of wrestling nowadays. So that's kind of where we're going with that um, as it relates to it. Uh, Peanut Gallery already told everybody about him possibly making a TikTok. I'm going to continue what I do with mine, but I think Pina Gallery, if you're going to do it, I think you should probably do it on a different channel itself. Uh, just have the same association. Uh, but that's just because what people go to the mine is for the reviews, not for just the news. So doing it differently might be better for you. That's just me. Um, that's kind of where the direction is. We have not We'll have it here in a bit, obviously in two weeks, because that'll be the first show. Uh, no, three weeks. Three weeks. In three weeks, that's the first show. Yeah. So, yeah. One, two, yeah, yeah. So, in three weeks, you'll see kind of what we're going to be doing with it. Uh, the set is going to be the same. The format is going to be the same. And I think the, uh, the timing, like when we're going to be releasing these, is going to be the exact same. So, don't expect that to be different. But just overall, uh, just different shows that we do personally will be yep. changing. So yeah. that's kind of where we are with that. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about NXT Deadline. Perfect.
All right, so now we're going into NXT Deadline. Full thumbs up. Yep. It was, it, was a gr- it was a good show. It was good. Um, I was very, very good. I really enjoyed pretty much every single match, but let's get into it. First match, uh, Iron Survivor Challenge with Zoe Stark, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, uh, Kiana James, and Indy Hartwell. It was a, I like the concept. Two thumbs up. Yeah. So I was a bit concerned about the concept itself because of how how many rules there are and the structure of it. But I think because it, this is WWE, they're not going to do this half-assed. Right. Um, everything from how the participants were chosen yeah. to a triple threat wild card match that um, Indy Hartwell won mm-hmm. to get the opportunity, made it feel more important. Right. And then how they did this, 25 minutes, no matter what, uh, as many pinfalls or submissions, every five minutes a new person came in. And there was a penalty box where uh, you will go outside of the ring. As soon as that happens, you are, you know, you cannot compete for two minutes. Right. Uh, And then also, whoever got pinned, a person cannot repin that person for more points. Depending on what they're hit with and how they do it. So we started off with Roxanne Perez and Zoe Stark. They fought for 10 minutes. And then Kiana James... Cora Jade. No, it was five minutes. Was it five minutes? It the five, first one? Oh, it was five. Five minute intervals. Uh, Kiana James and Cora Jade were, uh, Cora Jade and then Indy Hartwell yeah. were the final participants that got in there in that order. Um, I'm not going to say how people got pinned and who did it, but at the end of the day, Roxanne Perez won with two falls. Yep. Everybody else got one except for Kiana James, who did not get a fall. Right. The structure, the story. Everybody felt good. Everybody looked important. And they built five new stars right. in one match. Yep. And I think that's where this is going to work. Yes. Because they tried to do war games in the new NXT arena. Because of how it was structured, They the wrestlers were almost forced to go through the crowd right. to get to the ring for war games. And since now WWE has war games, like on the main roster, they had to replace it with something. And, and I think the new concept is a great way to showcase that. Yes. Uh, just really showing people this is the new NXT, and right. I'm liking the new NXT. Right. And it, it just and it doesn't force you to do like teams or anything, so it really works out quite well. Right. Exactly. And I think that's always a good thing. So let's talk about uh, Isla Dawn taking on Alba Fire. It was a good match, but that ref thing was so bizarre. It was. Uh, people comparing what happened with the referee in the uh, double dog collar match where he was bleeding to this is ridiculous. Yeah. Because it's a different context. Like, right. That's just how it is. And if you have a problem with that, watch Ring of Honor with all of the other five people. Right. Have fun paying nine ninety nine. For a live television show, <laughs> right? Exactly. That's that's what it is, right? Um, but uh, and the thing, the problem I had with this one was it, the storyline just didn't make a lot of sense to me. I I don't know what kind of history they had in NXT UK, but they this... had they had a bit of history at first. Um, they didn't cross paths a whole lot, but basically the entire premise of this was. That uh, it was Isla, of- Isla Dawn attacked Alba Fire in her last woman standing match against Mandy Rose for the NXT Women's Champion. 
that's where it started. Right. It's it's, it's, it's kind of <coughs> weird. So uh, I didn't see. So the concept, the the match itself was good, but the cons, the the storyline leading up to it was kind of. Eh. The issue is, is that the replay stuff that they did for, and I think this is different between WWE or NXT in this situation and Ring of Honor, was that when they did the. Uh, when they did like the promo packages for the Ring of Honor shows, mm-hmm. it was very minimal editing and it had people talking. Right. Where in this context, I think it really showcased here that it was all editing. It was all the visuals and that's right. all well and good. But when you're trying to do a recap of why we're here, it doesn't work. Right. So that's why I think you particularly kind of got lost in why instead of, okay, these are two good women wrestlers having right, a good exactly. match. It, the, the, it was so overproduced that it kind of lost its appeal. Right. And I think in some other pay-per-views, they do like just hard replay of footage, and right. that works too. But there's a point in time when something is too produced. Right. So... Like I said, overall, it was fine, and I'm happy that Dawn won. Yes. It was the hurricane move thing. That's literally what I called it. And I have a hurricane, kind of weird-looking. I'll grow on it. It's fine. The power of boners is strong. I'll give it an Orange Cassidy thumbs yep. up. Orange Cassidy thumbs up as well. So we have Pretty Deadly taking on the New Day for the NXT Tag Team Champions. It was it was an okay match. Uh, the... Uh, course i chose the new day to win right and new day won pretty deadly should have won this i just i feel like the new day almost took a downgrade here um taking on pretty deadly like that's just how i feel i mean not necessarily because the tag team titles in the wwe are being held hostage by the usos right so what what is there for them to do you know, but there are other tag teams wrestling tag team matches on the main roster yep. already but I see your point. And at the same time, Pretty Deadly's pretty much beaten Everybody. every team yeah. here. Yep. So does an NXT do NXT guys have to go up to the main roster to beat the Usos? Right. Like what's going on here? But I did like the match. I thought it was constructed very well. Yep. I'm giving it a full thumbs up. I am giving it, put, it a full thumbs up as well. It put Pretty Deadly on a different level, yep. I think. Uh they really shined in this they match did. too. They did great with uh, the sneak attacks, yep. uh, the flu- I always rant and rave about the fluidity of Pretty Deadly and how absolutely flawless they are right. with certain tag team accolades. Yeah. But once again, you have this thing where you have an overproduced uh, promo package right. where, okay, it's visually cool and I'm excited because they have all the music and the whatever, but at the same time, why? Right. They showed a little bit of New Day coming out and ruining the Christmas story. That's literally where this rivalry started. Right. There was nothing else, but yet they made a two-minute promo for it. Right. Why? Right. Just say, this is what happened. Boom, boom, boom. Three parts, 30 seconds. Here's your fucking match. That's it. Right. That's all you need. Right. But it was the midnight hour for the New Day to win. They are the NXT Tag Team Champions. What this means for the New Day now, are they going to show up on NXT more? But Like I said, I, I think it has something to do with Big E. Because I think that he's coming back soon. And I think that they want to keep 
those two around NXT while Big E is getting back into the swing of things. Okay. But that's just a theory that I have. Okay, I see. I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, full thumbs up, good match. So let's talk about the Men's Iron Survivor Challenge. This one was definitely a lot more um, a lot more going on than the women's. Right. Well, number one, two thumbs up. Yeah, two thumbs up. It was a good match. It was a very good match. But once again, I just like the concept. Yeah. Uh, everybody shined. Yep. Nobody looked weak. I mean, literally everybody. They're like, I don't like Axiom. I'm not a big fan of Joe Gacy. But those two looked so good in this yep. match. Everybody um, everybody even, felt like they should have been even, there. Even J.D. McDonough. I mean, I, I was I was commenting that he was one of the stars of that match. Right. Even though he didn't score a pinfall, he was always eating the L's. Right. But you could see his frustration. He does just does so well with character work. Character. He has this. Joe Gacy, this same exact thing. I yeah. don't like the gear, but man, a guy who looks like that should not be doing an upside down like springboard right. off and hit you with a clothesline. But obviously, and Carmelo Hayes obviously is a star. He's it was very right. good. Grayson Waller shined in this as well. Yep. He won the match, he which did. I think was the right call. Yep. And then Axiom, once again, the least experienced within the main event scene, looked like a main eventer here. Right. And I think that is indicative of how this match was booked. Right. It worked for Axiom. Do I see him going for the NXT champion anytime soon? No. But I think with this, he's going to be in more high profile, yeah. which is always going to be a good thing. Yep. But it was Grayson Waller who won with three pinfalls for him to win. Just a great match. Everybody, I love the concept. Everybody else got two. J.D. McDonough, as I had mentioned, got no pinfalls. Right. And once again, I think that's always going to be a thing with this match is that somebody is going to have no pinfalls or one pinfall. There has to be a bottom. Right. And it was going to be hard to choose who was going to be at the bottom there. Because right. J.D. McDonough is already established. Somebody like Axiom, if he got zero, they're like, why was Axiom there? Right. Exactly. So, uh, that's just kind of where that is. And finally, our main event, we have Braun Breaker defending the NXT champion against Apollo Crews. It was a good match. It was. But the issue is, is that they had to follow a great match. They did. And when you have the main event and you follow a great match, it's going to be hard to bounce back from that. We saw Braun that with Breaker the... Braun Breaker does pretty well. With, oh, yeah. With delivery and great match right but this one was kind of weird because it was like oh uh baby face baby face and it just it felt kind of weird mm -hmm. having them wrestle each other like that where they're like oh we're having fun blah 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 got more serious I was like i kind of wanted to see one of them maybe do some more heel tactics exactly. getting really frustrated starting to pull off some nonsense right and, it was a very vanilla match right and that's kind of the issue and once again spear from breaker to retain and then grayson waller attacked Braun breaker basically setting that up right great perfect that's exactly what we need so that's just kind of where we are yep. so next week here's what we're doing we're doing the best of awards first but peter gallery and i are going to be recording both episodes in one night yep. because we want to take a break on christmas so if you watch both episodes you'll see that we're wearing the same thing yeah so much. <laughs> uh, if you did enjoy this remember to like follow subscribe wherever you're listening or watching this on become a patron where i'm going to be checking that a lot more frequently and we have some other great things coming up so if you did enjoy that share it with your friends and as always be majestic